Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, uh, sitting here on a fine Sunday afternoon in Washington, D.C., recording intro after intro, uh, setting up so I can go on vacation. Uninterrupted podcast, but I will be elsewhere. It's amazing how technology works. Uh, this week, we're going to be going down a little dusty road that we don't often uh, travel down, talking about some country music. Uh, we all, except for Paul, I think on the site, listen to it, uh, but we don't often discuss it. So uh, when an album comes along, like Laurie McKenna's The Bird and the Rifle, uh, it gives us an opportunity to to get into this and see how this fits into uh, the, the larger scope of the stuff that we generally talk about, uh, which is sort of indie indie rock, a uh, little soul and hip-hop and stuff like that. So I'm going to be doing that. Um, we're going to be touching on a band that we, we love here. Uh, the Amazing has a new album out called Ambulance, and I, and I basically didn't think we would have time to get to it, which is unfortunate because it's a great album. But we're going to play the title track uh, off of that one, so if you aren't familiar with them, you're going you're gonna to get familiar. And then before uh, all of that, we're going to have a uh, going to venture back into the Streaming Wars discussion. The announcement that uh, Apple Music just bought Cash Money uh, label and our cash money records and uh, what that's going to mean and that actually turns into a really cool discussion of, of stuff we talk about a lot here but what it means uh, to be an independent musician why maybe you should just be an independent musician what we should be aspiring to uh, as uh, creative people and uh, and who owns our work and uh, what it takes to get that work out in front of people so so all in all a, uh, a good good time here down in the basement so if you guys are ready uh, i'm gonna shut up and get out of the way here you go this is episode number 211 of chunky glasses the podcast where we're reviewing the new album from maury mckenna the bird and the rifle okay it happens here and it finishes here two men enter one man nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich i will roll the record up and go to that right there. He is a lot of what is it? Your phone? Your phone? My phone? Yeah. The mic picks up the phone. Really? Yeah. Well, did you see this update that apparently Apple is funding a documentary, not yeah. exclusive content? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we're going to get to Just that. making sure. Phone get to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me, let me put this shit on. Do not disturb. No interference. No, I mean this is this is a uh, this is a really good insight into the uh, research that goes into these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was sitting around drinking beer and looking at our phones. Like, did you see that? And like, yeah, I probably should have done that earlier. Me too. <laughs> um, uh, you know, again, was looking at the internet. The internet. The internet. The interwebs. The interwebs. A series of tubes. It wasn't I'm told. darknet. This is, I, I was on Kanye.net. Mm, it's, that's... A new, it's a new. Uh, it's a new ISP. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, th- he took a little, he took a little, uh, he took a little bit from David Bowie back in the day. Yeah, very much did that. But, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it's all. Kanye is now a utility. So far, I can only watch the famous video. 
and I can listen to Pablo on repeat. Is he going to be regulated as a common carrier so we can (laughs) preserve net neutrality? Yeah, I I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, uh, you know, but it's only costing me like 700 bucks a month. It sounds like you're ahead in this in terms of value and... Um, prestige but at work i have the real internet so <laughs> I, I i was looking at that and um and i uh, came across this little story you know, we talked in the weeks before about how um apple and on the telephone soundtrack uh podcast actually how apple is in talks to by title and what this could mean because you have a whole stable of hip-hop artists that's you know pretty much germane to title right and uh and <laughs> And then, uh, man, I I don't know who's rolling around and what grave <laughs> and what boardroom. Uh, it was an, announced Apple Music signs a Power Move label deal with Cash Money Records. So if you don't know Cash Money Records, we're talking about Little Wayne, Birdman, Nicki Minaj, yeah. and motherfucking Drake. Yeah, you know Cash Money. You, you just know don't. Cash you just money. don't know. You know it, maybe. Um, this is the most aggressive, you know, we've made laughed and made fun of the the exclusives on this and how this is going to tear shit apart. This is the most aggressive move in that. Uh, one thing that I think that I think you agree with is that not only is it aggressive, it also starts to set Apple up as a label. A de facto record label. A de facto I think that's record right. label. Yep. Because once you start bringing in bulk levels of talent into your distribution network, yep. that's exactly what you're doing. So is this what we're going to have to look at going forward? I think it has to be. Um, Can we regulate it? Should we? <laughs> these, uh, these yeah. are, this is the conversation. Like, these yeah, are right, the questions. Right, right. So, no, yeah. I, I, and, and when I say I think it has to be, I don't necessarily mean that, that I think that that's a, a net positive. I just think that you have these, um, these uh, collectives or labels that have formed and you know you have this these few gigantic entities with a ton of money to spend to fight one another and i'm talking about apple and spotify there mm-hmm. right and they have to figure out a way to make good use of of their money and as we know apple is sitting on like the equivalent of the gdp of like the 40 poorest countries on the planet right right right, right, right trying right. to figure out how to spend it and um and so i just see this as as an absolutely kind of natural step um, and I'm surprised that um, Spotify hasn't gotten more into this content game because this is what they uh, don't have the capital. You know why? Because they're paying out eighty percent of their fucking yeah. income to like make <laughs> this happen. So yeah, but but so, but so, but 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 Amazon figured out how to start creating their own shows. Netflix has done that, of course. Hulu's doing that, right? I mean, you're not a a video startup. Hulu's if you're not. making the Runaways. <laughs> Which is amazing. They are, if you yeah. don't know what that is, look it up. Yep. It says comic, and it's amazing. Um, but it's clearly where the music industry needs to start looking, um, and it's not going to benefit the customer because it's not designed to. It's designed to nope. improve the company's <laughs> bottom line yep. by getting them more exclusive content and and and. What we don't know yet is if these things will play out as windowing deals or if they will be, um, you know, forever exclusives. Yeah, and right? I, I think we've seen for the most part that it, it does play out as windowing. Uh, it's in the benefit of any rights holder. Right. Uh, so for, like Drake for, with Apple Music, his stuff eventually comes elsewhere. Yeah, it's although just, it has it. I don't know if it has. 
I don't listen to enough Drake. Yeah, there, there's a there's a few albums that started on Apple Music, like Coloring Book, and then it's it's yeah. gone other places. And uh, well, so Life of Pablo, which was supposed to Life be a forever Pablo, exclusive yeah, yeah. title, and yeah, is now but, available but, but everywhere. But now, in the space that we're looking at, like that could be a thing where he, he thought the deal with title would was going to be done. Because let's be clear, I mean, everybody knows at this point, I think, that Apple is going to buy title. Right, and so with this deal, this this is just like dropping down the hammer and being like, "This is why, right? Because we already own you. You weren't playing the same game we were even playing, and so what's that going to mean when they have this big of an acquisition? And look, they give them; they're making a documentary, right? They're, right. They're, 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 right. They 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 but. That's so much of a win, and so much in uh, I guess, and I'm not a Apple fanboy, but in the job scene spirit, like that's promoting creativity. It is. It's very on. Br- like, it's very on hey, brand for them. Yeah. You know, you yeah, we we get your shit, right? But we're gonna let you make this, and and we're gonna fund it, right? Which is something that the totally decentralized Android model of everybody do you mm-hmm. does not provide for sorry paul and patrick our <laughs> resident android lovers uh right but 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 there isn't for the same well, reason for the well, same reason take that, that, that to that, a micro level take that to like the uh, the indie uh music indie uh diy scene DIY, yep. everything it's like at some point you at some point in your life you will always fight the man but at some point you realize the best way to fight the man is to get inside and like do better work, yeah, and convince them to change the way they work because you won't win, right? And I and I say that be a better man. <laughs> I say that like with the least bit of cynicism as I yeah. possibly could, right? Right. Like I'm 44 years old. I've seen it. You, it just you won't win. This is also uh, Kevin's uh, editorial about the Bernie Sanders campaign. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it, it very much is. And, and it applies to that. Like all yeah. the people like talking about Bernie Sanders and like his ideas were great. His ex- his ability to execute, execute on him, not so great. Yeah. I, I was never a, a Bernie bro or, or even a fan of his campaign. I was a fan of him as a person and, and Italy, ideologically speaking. Right. But that's, that's what I'm talking about. You can have these people... And these things that that are very important, but if you insist on just doing them yourself, we're getting off on yeah. a little tangent. If you insist on and just doing them yourself, like you won't win, right? Like, and and I say win as a thing. Like in America, we're trying to be like think, the goal is to win. It's like you frame that as like you won't have an impact, right? The impact you have, you have to look at like what is the structure in place. You have to infiltrate it, and then and then take it over and from sub, the inside and subvert it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so so the end result. Is that somebody at the door? <laughs> <laughs> but the but but so the end result of this deal is that Apple may not necessarily have acquired cash money, but they're certainly doing yeah. this documentary, and that will likely lead to to more collaborations down yeah. the road, right? Yeah. But say, but so say they get title now, yeah right. So all these exclusives we're talking about, and then Apple gets title. It's over for Spotify at that point, right? Uh, it, it it's at least a, it's at least a, an evenly matched game, I think, because I don't know that just getting title right. gets Apple it's hundred million to, versus like twelve. Now. Yeah, I don't I don't know that they just get like an, another eighty million subscribers just from doing that. Um, Apple is going to win, as it often does, by um, the path of least resistance for most of us. 
um, which is which is very smart from a choice architecture standpoint. Um, Apple just makes it very easy for you to give them money and for you to use their products. Yeah. Um, and you enjoy doing it, which is, <laughs> I think, the point of capitalism. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with other uh, collectives or labels. You know, uh, you have to imagine that the... Um, the uh oh the uh kendrick and kamasi people brain uh brain feeder brain feeder yes um you have to imagine that there would be some serious competition to get them or to get like uh um connor obers imprint or something right um there's uh what's sufian's place asthmatic kitten like there's all these little (laughs) Yeah, and, uh, right. and, and and this is what I was talking about. Like, if you were listening to what, what I just said, and Eduardo is don't don't send him hate mail or anything. But <laughs> if you listen to what I just said, you know, you won't win. Right? You know that it is to be clear. Like, it is if if you're sending him merge right now, you're doing an amazing thing. Yes, and if you are running any independent label, you are doing an amazing thing, a vital part of this thing. But if you look. At somebody like Apple, and see them as the evil overlord that you like, you have to defeat, and that's yeah. that's how you operate. Then you, you you're not you, gonna, you're not going to defeat them. You're not going to defeat them. So yeah. so and th- and that's what we're talking about. So like yeah, does anybody want to see a, ba- a, a thing like merge or brain feeder get sucked up into Apple or sucked up into title? Yeah. No no no. And of no, course not. No. Of course not. Right. Is it going to happen? Yes. <laughs> well, it'll be, it, in, increasingly you'll have these. Um, it'll be like the utility model, where you'll just have right. these sort of like two very distinct sovereign zones of like um, who you identify with and yeah. and the kinds of music that you get from either Apple or Spotify. But it's increasingly going to be two teams and with a lot of overlap, right? And the exclusives will be ideally if if the people who are sitting atop the piles of cash are doing their jobs right. They'll be figuring out the differentiators that are good and consistent with their mm-hmm. brand. And and for those of us who are all over the map in our musical likes, it's going to be awkward, right? Yeah, for those yeah of us, it's going to be very awkward. For those of us who like, you know, uh, Prince and um, I'm trying to think who else is going to get into some exclusive deal. Yeah. Uh, but but it'll I be ha- Prince will be Jay. It'll be yeah. Beyonce. But, I mean, here here's like... Well, go ahead and finish. Well, I was going to say one one in in one of the lost podcasts we talked about the De La Soul conundrum. Yeah. And how so much of their catalog is lost for the failure to anticipate and or no, this wasn't lost. This no, was this was on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, we just talked about the importance of wording in legal contracts and part of me wonders if these contracts are in some way time-bound or if if they will increasingly just sort of grant eternal digital rights. I can't imagine anyone in their right mind would do that unless they thought it was the right play. But Well, right now, that's what's important. You have people like Future Music Coalition getting in there, like other people uh, getting in there and making it clear to these artists. And and I hate to say it, David Lowry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his look, his case against Spotify is just bullshit. I, 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 agree, with, I agree with the spirit of it, but, uh, but I do not agree with his execution. Of, of it, and that's sort of how, as far as his uh, his endeavors into like talking about this type of stuff go, right? He just hits it with a hammer when it needs a very light finesse, <laughs> and 
it always misses the it always misses the mark. Always. Yeah. Um, very good intentioned. Of course, um, we but, all we all want artists to be well yeah, paid and to be but, rich. But if uh, if people can get in there now and talk about these deals, like you know, we've been talking about labels getting sucked up. But what if it's just you decide you go independent, right? And you're technically you're not on a label, but you have a deal with Apple. You have a digital publishing deal. Mm-hmm. Spend the five hundred bucks, get a lawyer, yeah, and and get it done. Well, otherwise you end up like. Um, and I'm not sure we're there yet, but yeah, but, no, no, I think that's. But it's coming real quick. Where, well, right. where that's going to be the, that's going to be the path. Think think about these things, and and someday when the lawyers are here, we should we should talk about um, an issue that I that I'm not totally familiar with, but I would like to understand better is Michelle Schacht's lawsuit against her record company, which which was protracted and took up much of the '90s, and I think she cited the amendment that prohibits slavery in her <laughs> in her lawsuit against her Not a record, in her record, record label deal she's since done a bunch of other terrible things that that uh i, I would not like to amplify but uh she did have that one really good album right, so right um yeah i mean that's the thing we we know labels are terrible and we know but this is a chance like it, it, you know if you're a musician it's shifting and it's yeah. shifting pretty quickly so you need to decide like it, it, all you musicians are like i'm keeping my music off streaming like put down your instruments Give yeah. me a real job. I, and, I, and I, I've to, said this all year, and I can't. I mean, I just can't be any. I can't pull punches on that anymore. Well, I actually, I actually think the, the the sports free agent market is a great example of a a very restricted, not free labor market where contracts are negotiated that are time bound and that are designed to benefit the um, if the athlete is 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 forward thinking. Yeah, you can structure those deals to benefit. You know your kind of maximal utility as a player and when you want to give the team a discount versus when you want to make sure that you're getting paid. Um, and some of those relationships work better than others, but, but, but don't, don't sign away your music in perpetuity. No, no don't, <laughs> don't sign away <laughs> your music at all. Yeah. I mean, here's the value in your music is first of all, the marketplace is going to value this. It's, it's, it's like a yeah. four or five step flow chart that maybe we'll put in the show notes if I remember to do this is that you make your art. No, nobody is keeping you from making your art. Nobody, right? Don't let anybody tell you that there's this like I don't have a rehearsal space. I don't. Nobody is keeping you from making your art. So you've made your art. You can play it. You can play it with your friends. We just heard uh, on a previous podcast, snail mail. Yeah, yeah. It's lo-fi recording ish. Uh, all over DC, we we do this. This is what we do. Uh, so you've made your art, and then you want to like you want to get it out to the people. The easiest way to do that is not by making a cassette tape, by making a CD, by making a vinyl record. As attractive as those things are, the easiest way to do that and the most effective and the most wildly, like, impossibly unimaginable uh, huge distribution network. Like, think about it. I had an Atari 2600. There's no way we could have ever imagined this. Right, right. Is... Make a deal with Bandcamp. Yeah. First and foremost, they've got some money. Yep. Make a deal with Spotify. Make a deal with Apple Music. Yep. Make sure that everybody can hear your music. 
And once you've done that, you have yeah, just accept that it's it's in the market now. Yeah, they're going to determine your worth. But you can go out and play a bunch of shows, and you can do a lot of things to like negotiate your fortune mm-hmm. at that point in in the social sphere. But don't do that and think that because you did that, yeah, that I, that I'm automatically <laughs> right. like, like it's work. Yeah, yeah, and and the, so so steering this a little back to this why this buyout is such a big deal is because it's starting to, to consolidate into uh, you can point very clearly to where you need to go. If you are right. truly of the independent spirit, then Bandcamp, Bandcamp yeah. is your and yeah. Bandcamp. To my mind, is the best, and I'm not saying that because Marcus works there. I'm like, you know, I, well, it, it's, it, it's the best. Well, it's because the reason that that Apple or Spotify will want to make a deal with a record label or an independent uh, group will be because they have dedicated fans. Yeah, and the way that you make that and you make it meaningful and organic and sustainable, as uh, as Marcus Dowling might say. <laughs> yeah. uh, is 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 to develop your own brand, your own thing, yep. your own thing, band, and 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 so Bandcamp allows you to do that, and you can still play with Apple and Spotify. So, yeah, exactly. You yeah. can see, you can do both. Yeah. What, what was the phrase? Because saying like, get a girl that can do both. <laughs> like, <laughs> get right. a career that can do both. That's right. Um, so, uh, link will be in the show notes talking about this buyout, and if. Uh, you will hear about it when Apple and Ty, when that check finally clears, the Kanye demanded cleared. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about something we don't often talk about. We're going to talk about some country, y'all. Country. You used to think that was so sweet. By 6 a.m., I'm in the car driving. I keep my change in the car ashtray. I haven't smoked in years and years. Lately, I've been craving. I don't know how to pull you back. I don't know how to pull you close. All I know is how to wreck you. Something between us changed. I'm not sure if it's you or me. Lately, all I do seems to wreck you. Every now and then, after work, I don't go straight home. That track is the uh, lead off track off of Laurie McKenna's 10th album entitled The Bird and the Rifle. The name of the track is Wreck You. And if you can listen to that and not be emotionally wrecked. I don't know that you are quite human. You've never experienced human emotions. No, that's you all haven't. Movie, uh, you I haven't think. watched a rom-com either, which we're gonna, <laughs> which we're going to get into uh, later right. on. Um, as I mentioned, this is her tenth album. McKenna is is a person who's been hanging around Nashville uh, sort of forever. Um, yeah. Co-written on a bunch of Grammy songs, including uh, I think last year's "Girl Crush" by Little Big Town. Uh, she has written songs for Faith Hill, Reba, Alison Krauss, uh, Hunter Hayes, Tim McGraw, Keith Urban. I, the list, that's the list of ones we could find. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, to say that she is an immense talent, not just as a writer, but as a performer, is would be doing her grave uh, disservice. You know, when this, 
this is one of those strings of albums uh, Dave Cobb produced. And so ever since Sturgill Simpson, uh, he has been the go-to producer, I think. And it's a marketing point. And I think what we're starting to see is it it can be a plus or minus. Like, you know, because people are like, oh, Dave <laughs> right. Cobb. But but really, uh, Dave Cobb's role here was simply just to sit back and bring out what the best in in what is just this amazingly talented like individual. Yeah, it's a very it's a very stripped down production. Yeah, um, well they they did it live in the studio. You know, she's okay. made all these country albums. She lives in uh, in Massachusetts actually. Yeah, I, I, I found that uh, out. Family I was of surprised. five. Yeah, and okay. um, and is like fairly committed to that which. Um, some publications seem to harp on that. I, I mean, that's fine. Why, is, why can't you write awesome songs and have a family? Right. <laughs> like being being happy and being being a successful artist are not yeah. you know, mutually exclusive. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, you know, it, they said she had to be. Maybe this is the narrative. Uh, she had to be coaxed into doing this album, but uh, whoever whoever was responsible, if that's the truth, I, I want to shake their hand. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> because, because what we have is this thing that I think, um, has, has been an undercurrent going on in Nashville of all these people writing these fantastic fucking songs and being able to execute on them that people, uh, and again, this is not giving credit to somebody for her work, but people, once Jason Isbell started getting a lot of like notice with Dave Cobb, people started looking that way again, and it's important that and they shouldn't have ever looked away because I mean this is you, all these people that she's written for, especially like Reba and thinking about mm-hmm. the '80s country songs. You go back to that music, and it was talking about this like America that didn't and never will exist. But it wasn't cynical like bro country America, and it wasn't uh, cynical like bro nationalistic America. Right. It, it was. It was this weird pastiche of like rom-com twang um, that uh, wrapped up in like four minutes. So these songs, even going back to somebody like Garth Brooks, Randy Travis, all those Reba, uh, Martina McBride, uh, Tanya Mm -hmm. Tucker, uh, you go back to all these and it it is what a, and I think in listening to this, I, I sort of realized this, what the, the delivery system and what the, point of country music is is whereas pop music is supposed to make you enjoy a good time or something uh country music will make you uh reflect on your life a little bit more or reflect on moments in your life in in a very sweet way uh and uh and it might be for people and i say this because you know i come from southwest virginia that maybe never wanted life to get as complicated as it is in 2016. Yeah. There's a, well, there's a lot of that feeling on this album. And I think there's also, um, there's a, there's a couple of thoughts I have, um, mm-hmm. hearing you, Kevin. So the first is that I think that what we go to country for, yeah. um, is the small town equivalent of the New York city of romantic comedies. So, yeah, in, in in romantic comedies, Manhattan is a place where young people are always working at magazines or in art studios. They're perpetually, you know, buying coffee and having a good time. And there's there's, you know, little of that misery. And it all sort of serves some greater plot that is about 
uh, personal growth and values and fulfillment and love. And so I think there's a very, uh, uh, you, you know, I think, I think where, where country music both can succeed immensely and sometimes fail miserably is how it depicts the small town equivalent of that as a place where, well, this is, this is where Casey Musgrave succeeds. Yeah. Right. Like 100%. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, you, you have, there's platitudes and then I don't know what the word is for platitudes that work. Uh, but yeah, well, it, that's the, that's the other, that's the, that's the big thing for me is that it, it's because it's, it's touching on universal ideas. And at that point, it's not a platitude. Right. Right. It's right. not. So I'm not, um, we, we, we should, uh, that's interrupt. We should point out here that we're both like rom-com junkies. <laughs> we are. Un- unashamed. <laughs> we are. Unashamed <laughs> rom-com junkies. Uh, to the point that, uh, Oh, I'll bring this up later. <laughs> what I want to talk about. Well, uh, no, I, I, I can make a rom commy point, um, which is uh, this is where I leave you. Um, <laughs> yes, is, is not a movie that I have any. There's there's nothing in my autobiography that makes that movie relatable to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet, um, it's amazing. And yet, if it's on, it doesn't matter where I catch it. I will watch it to the end, and I will bawl like a fucking baby <laughs> when it's all over. Even though I didn't come from a small town, I don't even have like a town or childhood friends that I can think of that like I don't like my life bro, has you been cry, bro. <laughs> no, I cried. We, we weren't talking about crying, Dude. bro. We weren't talking about emotions, bro. <laughs> I've, bro, I've 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 cried half a dozen times listening to this album already, and I and I wow. plan, and I plan to do it way way more times. It's um, it yeah it it you know you, you look at us even the title track, the bird and the rifle, which Jesus that. The the main and I'm paraphrasing the lyrics here, but I wrote most of them down. Oh, did so you? I might be okay. able to. <laughs> um, wow, uh, is that a is that a bedazzled like Laurie McKenna trapper keeper? The uh, <laughs> it is. I I just made okay. it. Okay. Um, is it uh, something about the bird in her spreading those wings? Yes. Always brings the rifle out in him. Yes. That yep. that is such a. It may be one of the best descriptions of like borderline dysfunction, yeah, but real juvenile, not not adult thoughts, but real like adolescence. Because the key is that you know you have this song that seems to describe the the man as a rifle and the woman as a bird, yeah, and and just j- that imagery alone would point to a hint of domestic violence. There's yeah. a hunting, it uh, could right. Um, or it could except, just be right. Except that she spends a whole verse telling you what the bird sees in the rifle and right. how much the rifle loves the bird. So there's an empathy there. There's a sympathy there that you don't normally get yeah. uh, from lesser songwriters. Um, and there's a plot. The the song ends yeah. with the rifle, you know, passed out drunk in his bed, not realizing that the bird has has flown off. Right. Um, and it's just done so, you know. Uh, which, which at the end of the day, that makes the song about uh, like a, an abusive relationship. It does. It does. Um, but at the same time, like framing femininity and masculinity in that, like the, you know, a bird spreading its wings versus a rifle, which is aggression, is in lesser hands. It, it just wouldn't work. And and in in her hands, it's it's the perfect metaphor. It's a metaphor that's carried out really well um and that holds throughout the entire song mm-hmm. um in a way that i think 
it, it, it just works. I mean, uh, uh, she seems to work a lot with this idea too of, um, of, of the ravages of time. Yeah. Um, a lot of her characters aren't quite sure. Old men, young women. Yeah. They've, they, but, and, and a lot of her characters have sort of failed their childhood, uh, visions of what they might be. And so there's always a younger version of, of that character who doesn't understand that they will become, the older version of them. I think the line from that song is the rifle used to be a dreamer, but he wasn't meant to fly. Yeah. Um, it shows up too in, uh, in Recu where she says, I wonder like about the younger version of us looking at where we are now. Um, there's a lot, <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of, of darkness and, the and the hint of, um, more than a hint of despair, yeah. uh, suffusing this album. Um, and and in fact, a, a song that might have normally been like so, giving up on your hometown uh, is a song that uh, hit hit me at a weird spot because my wife and I have been talking a lot about uh, our relationship to DC, and and I've now lived here continuously mm-hmm. longer than I've lived anywhere else, and and that's a song about not about leaving the place that you identify as home, but rather staying and watching it change right. and realizing that it's left you, even though yeah. neither of you has moved. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's a simple idea, but it's also a universal concept. I think people in Mumbai can probably relate to that, to that idea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, of, of change and feeling displaced. And it's just delivered so efficiently and so masterfully. Let's, uh, we're going to play a track now. We aren't going to play uh, Always Want You because that song is far too crushing. That's um, a complicated. That is. Yeah. Uh, but there's a song uh, that I uh, originally was recorded for uh, by Tim McGraw, uh, Humble and Kind, that yeah, she wrote. Nice. And uh, it is, I think it's the latest single, but it's also a phenomenal song. So here yeah. you go. Laura McKenna, uh, Humble and Kind, off of uh, The Bird and the Rifle. Stay home. 
know the difference between sleeping with someone and sleeping with someone you love. I love you ain't no pickup line, so always stay humble and kind. Hold the door, say please, say thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb, but always stay humble and Humble and Kind of Laurie McKenna's The Bird and the Rifle. Uh, that track was originally done by, um, or recorded by Tim McGraw. It was originally done by her. <laughs> yeah, she, right. she wrote the thing. Uh, you know, I want to go back to a thing I said earlier about the Jason Isbell thing. It's like this is uh, the type of thing that I think Isbell was probably looking at as far as writing his songs. If you hear any songs in this album and the way she tells her stories, this is very much and i think it's the other way around i think there's no way that he didn't know who she right, was right and and these type this this very effective type of storytelling is what made southeastern so great specifically elephant yeah uh you know it's it it, it aims to tell a narrative and it sticks to it through the whole thing and that and that's your song well, well, there's a whole um, when you when you get into professional songwriting, right? As mm-hmm. just a as just a trade, um, you start to talk about it being really tight. And I always think of it as as um, and I'm I'm borrowing. There's a great image from this poet Ron Wallace who describes uh, writing a poem as being like building an outhouse. Mm-hmm. And he talks about making the structure solid and measuring and making everything fit and putting things in the right place. And then you let the critics come sit on it and you see if the <laughs> yeah. outhouse holds. Yeah. Right. And so I think a well-built song is like a well-built house and some are, some are smaller, some are bigger, right? Um, some are houses that you're supposed to walk around in and there's multiple floors and there's all these layers. Others are just houses that you walk in and everything is just where it's supposed to be. And, uh, yeah. and, and they can be very, very small, but very sturdy. Um, and there is, and I think there is such a unique skill in doing that well. Um, and it's why I'm thankful that, that, uh, you know, FM country is what it is because it, 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 it makes a living for people who do that, mm-hmm. who basically build songs that, that unfold like an equation. So you have to balance both yeah. sides of it, right? You have to, you have to solve the problem that the first verse presents by the last verse. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if you don't do that, then the song is not successful. Yeah. And, and, and to be clear, like if, if you're listening to this, uh, and uh, long time listener, you'll be like, why the fuck are they talking about country? <laughs> uh, get ready, because we are legitimately reviewing the uh, new Florida Georgia Line, 
and, <laughs> and 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 we're gonna have an entire week dedicated to country. I mean, this is let's do it. Yeah, because yeah. if if you want to talk about artistry across the board, like she just killed everybody this year with this record. Yeah, like there's nobody. I I, I can't point to a single songwriter, uh, possibly Mitski. Like in the indie world, who but Mitski gets Mitski is more just honest, right? Like this is honest. This is lived in, and there's craft, and it's craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah. it's meticulous craft. And uh, actually, you know who? Hmm. Tao. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's actually, a, I think, a really good comp. I think that's um, the only album that stands up to this uh, on that level. It. Uh, and and I think we're almost doing it a disservice by 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 talking by I mean so you have to deal with the fact that it's country but at the same time um, these are these are songs that are written by a songwriter that um, has has as as a profession knows how to put herself in other people's shoes and write with sympathy and empathy from that mm-hmm. viewpoint so even the song um, the closest we get to something mean spirited here is old man young woman. Even that song has has some really tender moments of of sure. trying to to sort of, but that, that that's just like lion eyes down the road, <laughs> like it is. That's right. It is lion eyes, eyes down eyes. the road. Yeah, it yeah. It, it is this this tales old time is like you have you get in this relationship for these reasons and you think that they're the right reasons and then you find out that they're not and then you're left yeah sort of alone right and. Uh, it's it's and it's, it's, and it's that, brilliant in the way that Lion Eyes is. It it takes place five years after Hey Nineteen by Steely Dan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah. No, but, but 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 I think everything that that we've said so far is basically just to um and I'll and I'll admit I'm a novice to Lori McKenna. I did not I I knew her songs through country. I did not know that those individual songs that I knew were all written by her. The the delivery of Girl Crush like is yeah. I'm not a fan of Little Big Town. Right. Uh and and the delivery always turned me off to it. But I watched the CMTs and saw saw them on that and then went back and looked up what the song was about and I'm like, wow, that's one of the most brilliant pieces of fiction written in the past like twenty years. Yep. That's so like too just the the thick of it it goes it goes back to the point you made at the top of the show kevin about mm. working within the system to affect change yep. you know this is this is someone who is you know subverting country she's on country radio yeah. now she's, yeah. she's subverting country from inside country yeah. is way harder than criticizing it from yep. you know the indie side of the fence yeah absolutely right? so so what are you gonna do with this uh <laughs> I it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it for so many people. Mm-hmm. If anyone is listening to this and and wants me to buy it for them, send me an email and yeah. I will buy it for you. Up Edward, to how many people? Eduardo at Chunky Glasses. But up up uh, to how many people? The first fifteen people. Fifteen people who email me. All right, I will I will buy this album for you. Okay, damn, that's an investment. All right, I know, I know. I'm all putting right. my money where my mouth yeah, is. All right, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna offer up that because, uh, oh. but but I am also uh, I'm gonna buy the shit out of this. This is. This was a, uh, and, and I will say this was a, oh, this was on our radar a little bit. It was a joy to, this is why I'm buying it. This was a joy to come around to. It's yeah. a joy to like be like, oh, you, you know, we look into all these albums and we, we listen to them and a lot of them we listen to at a rapid pace. Right. And this is a little late. This has been out for a while. But man, just getting around to this and like really 
getting into it and being able to bring it in, internalize it, and uh, you know, make it as uh, the best albums do, make it a part of your life. Yeah, uh, has been just fucking great. Like Daria just started getting into it, and she's like, "Yeah, like, yeah." It, it's it's so it's such a uh, uh, a treasure of an album this year. Which is, you know, we've been saying this a lot. Which I, I really do believe twenty sixteen may be the best year for music it's, since we've been doing this. I mean, you know, I used to think it was the meds, but you're not on my meds. Like I'm this not. Is, huh? I'm on. I'm on nomads. Right. I'm on like you're on nomads. And so sleeplessness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so it's it's we really do have all this amazing music, and it's of yeah. all different genres. And we're yeah we're getting to some other genres too. But this is a pronounced country. So yeah, yeah Lauren McKenna. And, uh, There's a rifle out back smoking cigarettes He don't ever really feel like talking It don't matter what she says And the bird is always dreaming out the window Looking at All right, Lori McKenna's The Bird and the Rifle is out now everywhere. Uh, she is just finishing up, I think, a tour. We uh, sadly just missed her. Uh, she played out here at Jam and Java outside D.C., um, Vienna, Virginia. So sad, so sad to have missed that yeah. show. Um, but like I said, it was a process getting into this, and um, and I encourage everybody to take that little take that little journey. But hopefully uh, she'll be... Uh, this is going to take off. I mean, look, we we aren't the uh, clearly aren't the only people reporting on this. Right. Uh, this is a big right. this is a big record this year, and um and you know they uh the tour was short and maybe people yeah. will be like yeah we want her back. You are in D.C. like make some noise. Yeah, let's get her back here. Let's Ms. get her down here to talk. Ms. McKenna, please please come down. Yeah, we're nice people. We are. We'll yeah. cook you dinner. We'll cook you and your family dinner. <laughs> right. Um, before we get out of here this week. Uh, I want to play a little track for you, expose you to some other music other than what we've just been yapping about. This is this is the time when we uh, just sort of let it go. Just be like, here's the track, you decide, listen to it. And uh, this week it's because uh, it's a band that unfortunately we aren't going to have time to get to their album this month, but it is a band that I am a fan of, even though I wasn't a fan of their last album. The name of the band is Amazing. From the, they're from Sweden. Hell yes. Uh, members of Dungeon or Dunyan. Yeah. Uh, if you say it correctly, uh, they had an album a wait, couple wait, of years. My friend, my friend, Ulf Abramson. Ulf, if you're listening, please tell us how to say that correctly. Yeah. Um, they had an album a couple years ago called Gentle Stream, which to my mind is is one of the best psychedelic albums of the past decade. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's the only reason I didn't like the last album. Because it wasn't that. Right. Which is not fair. That's on me. It uh, makes me kind of a dick, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> they have a new album out just a year after that called Ambulance. It's on Partisan Records. Uh, and so we're going to play the title track for you because uh, I think they're maybe back on track. But it's, uh, as a whole, it's it's it, kind of groovy. It's amazing, right? God damn it. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, here, here's the amazing uh, with the title track from Ambulance. Ambulance. 
ambulance. track of Ambulance, The Amazing. Um, 
as Eduardo violating <laughs> every every law of good taste pointed out. It's quite amazing. It's a little, a little, little curious. Like the way the way this yeah. band operates is sort of groovy. It's like they basically uh, get together and they uh, just hang out and make music. And like when you're doing that, I, that's the way to do shit, man. It's like it either yeah, works or yeah. it doesn't. And like in this case, it works that they have <laughs> that they have a label who's just like, wait, that's how you do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, you know, and and that's look that that's might be diminishing and 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 being reductive about it because they're all uh, the drummer for this guy for this band is like a, a exceptional jazz drummer uh, in Sweden. I mean, he's all of them are just like amazing musicians. God, yeah. there's that word again. You're uh, doing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even it. prompt it, um, uh, but. Yeah, it's um, it's a really it's a really lovely album. It's a really yeah yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a fucking fantastic album and and uh, sad we don't won't get the, it might end up at the end of the year like on my top ten but yeah it might it might <laughs> pop up but 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 we aren't gonna be able to get to it so just wanted to get that in your ears and make sure you heard of it and knew about it and uh, and uh, I think they're playing soon are they really I think Dungeon played soon Dungeon Ulf. Paging you, my my Swede friend. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> jump in, jump in, and tell us. Uh, that's our podcast for this week, and actually, it's about it's getting it's storming. Yeah, it's getting a little it's, like poltergeist weather. It's like there's a clown under the couch, and it's it's ready. <laughs> your uh, your your white snow screen playing the American anthem is yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah, doing yeah, it for yeah, me. It's, it's it's really good. Um, if you liked what you heard. Uh, you can subscribe to us. Please do. You can rate us. You can email us. As, as you heard, uh, and I'm going to repeat this, so now you can't get out of it. What is the first 15 people to send him? 15 people. 15 people <laughs> in, to, in to my say, mind. Buy, me, <laughs> buy me a copy of Laurie McKenna's album. Uh, Eduardo is going to do that for I, you. I will. I will. So uh, I, I'll, I'll chip in at 15 people. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, but, if we get more than two. Yeah, yeah. If we get more no, than two. But... No. Uh, but uh, you know, listen to us on those mixed clouds, Stitcher, whatever you want to listen to us. Um, if you're out of the show, now we've got like Matt. He's been shooting shows for a bunch of years. Now we've got Mauricio out of shows. Who's doing some awesome, awesome work. His shots yeah. for Saber Adore yeah. are yeah. amazing. The piece isn't up yet, but it might be up by now. But, uh, oh, man, it's just like, it, it's amazing. And and, um, and, and I haven't even met Mauricio. Have you not? As 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 a lot oh, of us shit. haven't, I think. So well, we got the Kishibashi album, and this is one we're okay. going to be talking about in September. We're do this. All right. And he's definitely going to be on yeah. that one. Uh, and okay. we're setting up uh, we're setting up an interview with Kishi. So oh, nice. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. fun. Our, our friend Todd from uh, from My Darling Fury sort of worked on that album. Okay. So uh, yeah, all lots of good things, man. And talking See, about I don't even music. know this, listeners. <laughs> you you, don't, you, you See, don't know the plans. We're, we're breaking news. This is how Chunky, far ahead I am, Chunky fan. Um, we're blame, we're breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get stuff ahead. The uh, the country music thing is. I mean, look, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, you've heard us talk about another uh, endings of this, like what you want us to talk about. That's actually sort of not. A, it's sort of a joke, yeah. but sort of not. Like if if you we take theirs, absolutely. Right? 
We we, it, al- we we almost dared each other into covering Dave Matthews tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday, but then yeah, yeah. But uh, I would accept that there. Yeah, someday. I, someday, I mean, some, someday, <laughs> someday when the lawyers aren't in here, Paul will only talk about OAR. Uh, 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 strike one. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's, that's strike nine, Paul. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's our podcast for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Uh, we will be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears and be better to your people. We'll see you No, 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 no,